Hi, this is Kendall Boyson, professional life and recovery coach, and you're listening to Encouragementology, the practice of instilling hope. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. On this show, we are navigating the unknown of goal setting when you're unsure of what you even want. We've all felt the pressure and have been questioned at the start of any new year. What are your goals? What's your plan? Where do you see yourself this time next year? Whether you pull out your journal, spreadsheet, digital goal app, or the back of a used envelope, creating goals isn't always easy. Then they have to be smart, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Oh, the pressure. So where do you start? An easy jumping off point is your career. Where are you? Where do you want to be? Your personal life, what's important to you? And what do you want to add or subtract? Personal growth, what do you need to adopt and what do you need to abandon? Soul searching is tough and because of that, hard to stay focused. So pull out a piece of paper, grab a pen and let's start figuring out some things. This is the essential work before the work if you want to include another S, successful. Alea Cooks-Campbell kicks us off with some thought-provoking and essential questions. What do you want in life? 11 questions and tips to figure it out, found at betterup.com. The average person makes 35,000 decisions a day. Whether you're ordering dinner, picking a movie, or deciding on your ideal relationship, trying to sort through the plethora of choices is overwhelming, and every decision demands a fraction of your mental energy. It's no wonder why life's best decisions feel so exhausting. Questions like, what do I want from life? Who do I want to be and where should I live? Demand a significant amount of mental energy. If you're not intentional about figuring out what you want in life, it's easy to fall into survival mode. You become lost, focusing only on what's in front of you, which leads to frustration and disillusionment. Often, if you don't know what you want, you can become bored and restless with what you're doing, even if you used to love it. Over time, this can increase stress, depression, anxiety, and can make you feel like you don't have control over your life. Figuring out what you want in life is important because it gives you purpose, can influence your career path, and makes life worth living. So here are 11 questions to understand what you want in life. The world can feel overwhelming. There are so many paths available to you that indecision is totally normal. But analysis paralysis isn't the answer. You have to overcome your fears and try new things. In the end, chasing after what you want has the potential to transform you into the best version of yourself. Number one, what makes you happy? How do you want to live? Everyone wants to be happy, but happiness isn't just feeling joyful. It's also feeling needed, having a purpose, and maintaining that happiness amid uncertainty. Both external and internal factors impact our happiness. The former can include our neighborhood or country, while the latter can include our skill set and self-esteem. Making a list of everything that makes you happy is a good place to start. Number two. What are your needs? 
Sometimes our wants and needs go hand in hand. Other times, what we need isn't what we want. Ask yourself which of your needs are fulfilled and which aren't. This could refer to your emotional, financial, or physical needs. Keeping a journal can help you get to know yourself, which will help you decide what to do next. What are your personal values? Remember that values aren't the same as goals. Your core values are principles that guide you through life. They can be anything from patience, honesty, integrity, loyalty, family, and freedom. Most of us prefer to live by our values, and identifying your own will help you figure out what you want. Number four, what gives you purpose? Everyone is passionate about something. Maybe it's cooking, looking after family members, or working with animals. When we do what fulfills us, that infectious energy positively impacts others too. Number five. What activities put you in a flow state? Losing track of time isn't always a bad thing. If we've nowhere to be and nothing urgent to do, letting go of the clock means our minds wander to creative and unique questions and solutions. You've probably heard the phrase "go with the flow." In this case, flow refers to the joy we feel when we're right where we're meant to be. It means we're so focused on what we're doing we lose track of time. We're performing at our best and problem-solving more efficiently. Notice when you've lost track of time and consider what you're doing. Prioritize activities like this every day to calm your mind and perform with more focus. Number six. What would you do if there were no limits? When times are tough, we stop ourselves from daydreaming because we feel limited by external factors like money or vacation days. But don't be afraid to think big. If these limits weren't a factor, what would you do? Here are some questions to ask yourself: What would I rather be doing? Who do I want to spend my time with? Who do I want to help? Am I in the right location to do what I want to do? What am I willing to sacrifice to achieve my goal? How do I define a good life? Number seven. Who do you admire or get jealous of? Do you look up to someone? This person could be an activist, artist, teacher, doctor, or parent. Anyone who leads by example. Think about whether you want to emulate this person. You should also pay attention to unpleasant feelings like jealousy. Maybe you know someone who's just landed a dream job or went on an amazing trip. Ask yourself why you're jealous. Self-awareness will help you understand why you feel the way you do and what you really want. Number eight. How do you envision the patterns of your life? You've probably heard the term holistic. A holistic approach to a subject means looking at not only the problem areas but also at the environment problems exist in. For example, a holistic nutritionist might suggest something to ease stomach troubles to someone complaining of depression. Knowing that gut health affects brain health is key to treating a complaint holistically. 
We tend to think of our lives as having discrete, separate parts like home, work, and friends. But each area impacts the others, from health to confidence to career. Our underlying desire is to change the path we're walking, so we must acknowledge that we're walking many intertwining paths and create goals accordingly. Life is dynamic, and although we can't always control how things go, recognizing this domino effect can give us clarity and help set priorities. Number nine, what do you want? Knowing what to avoid can empower you to make better decisions. Think about what drains you mentally and emotionally, makes you sad, or causes pain. You can set clear goals, career goals, wellness goals, and financial goals to avoid these pitfalls. Number 10. What are your greatest accomplishments in life? Maybe you received an amazing promotion. Maybe you married your high school sweetheart and bought a house in your favorite neighborhood. Maybe you had children or gave back to the community in some meaningful way. Did you feel pride in your abilities after this happened? Is there a way for you to live a life that repeats those feelings? Number 11. Are you willing to work hard? Victories, both large and small, require hard work. Nothing is just going to fall in your lap. Resilience, venturing outside your comfort zone, and learning as much as you can will open even more doors for you. It won't be easy, but if you let a few early challenges impede your progress, you'll find yourself right back in the skewed work-life balance you're trying to escape. Focus on moving towards your goals despite setbacks. Be ready to make sacrifices. Are you willing to stick with something when the going gets tough? There will always be gloomy days, but things are always more beautiful once the storm passes. Something can give you purpose even if you aren't rewarded for it. You can find meaning in doing something without being acknowledged or rewarded for doing it. Perhaps drawing or playing the guitar makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside, but you only do it within the sanctity of your home. It doesn't matter if anyone else sees it, reads it, hears it, just keep doing it. It's okay to embarrass yourself. Whatever you want to do, chances are you'll suck at it initially. Most of us start this way. Building a foundation of hard and soft skills, making mistakes and asking questions are all necessary for success. Vulnerability is crucial because it's what separates dreamers from doers. Have courage. Vincent Van Gogh said, what would life be if we had no courage to attempt anything? We couldn't have said it better ourselves. Chasing your dreams is scary, but doing so will do wonders for your health and well-being. Don't be afraid to try new things. You're capable of more than you think. Be open to change. Change is the only constant. And embracing this fact will help you deal with change more confidently and comfortably. Your new path may involve significant adjustments to your current way of life. But that's the point. The only way to feel better or enjoy a different career choice is to alter what you're doing now. Eventually, getting out of your comfort zone and experiencing change will become so comfortable, it won't be scary to mix things up and take scary leaps into the unknown. 
Avoid comparing yourself to others. As our worlds become increasingly global and digital, it's difficult to avoid comparing ourselves to others. Social media apps are filled with perfect-looking people, jobs, and houses. And it's hard to remember these images don't accurately reflect reality. These are highlight reels. While a little careful contrast can be helpful to discover what you want, avoid leaning too heavily on judging yourself based on others' accomplishments. Only you have the history, responsibility, and means you do, so comparing yourself to your own past is the wisest choice. Be comfortable with your own capabilities. They're what you have to work with, and they're plenty enough. So we've all felt that pressure to set goals. You know, Matt and I, every year, we do a little exercise and we write it down. And it's basically starting before we create our goals for next year. We actually do a recap. So we first look and we see, okay, what was on the list for last year? And what did we actually accomplish If we didn't, why didn't we? What was going on in our life at the time? And also, what wasn't on that list that we accomplished? It is so easy to look over what all you've done when things get hectic. You know, we've talked about that before, that you can have a million great things and then one negative thing happens and it supersedes everything positive. So, for instance, with a day, You might be having an amazing day, it's beautiful outside, everything's going swell, and then one thing happens, and all of a sudden, that's all you can remember. So if somebody says, how's your day going? You're like, ah, it's it's horrible, blah, 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 right? So we've missed all of that good stuff. Easy to do when you're thinking about all the things that you've accomplished in your year. So it's important to write it down, even if it's small, it seems insignificant, It's kind of fun to revisit those things. Oh, yeah, I forgot we did that. Oh, yeah, that was a surprise. That came out of nowhere. Wonder why we did that. That was easy. That was hard. Whatever that is, start writing that stuff down. Get yourself a little pep talk and a little celebration with all the things that you've done right. And then you can start formulating your goals for the next year. It's important to consider personal, professional, and spiritual growth, whether that's spiritual, speaking of your higher power, or that's actually just personal growth, however you see that, it's important to get a well-rounded goal approach. Sometimes we get so stuck in our professional lives that that's all we're thinking about, career, moving forward, accomplishing things, and we forget about the other aspects of life. It's also important to think about the whole give-get situation. You know, we focus a lot on self-discovery, self-journey, all about the self. But part of that is you giving back and you pouring yourself. So we're talking about self again. You pouring yourself into someone else. It's important to receive the riches that come from giving just as much as other things. So make that a part of your goal. How do you want to get involved? Is it something on a bigger nature, like a charity or a foundation? Or is it just something in your own community? Something that you want to do personally? Maybe you have a goal to meet your neighbors, find a new friend, join a new group. Whatever that might be, make sure that's on your list. And then start thinking about those goals as short-term and long-term. You know, not everything has to be an annual goal. By the end of the year, I want to have this. 
it's important to build in those mini goals too. What do I want to do first? What do I want to kick off in the first quarter? Sometimes goals can be overwhelming when they're too long. So maybe you have a weekly goal. Mine was, hey, let's stop eating carbs immediately after Christmas. Let's see if we can go a week with that. Um, And then we can extend those. But it's also better maybe to think of your goals as monthly, 90 days, six months, a year, or quarterly milestones. Break it out. What do you want to do this quarter, the first 90 days of the year? Then what do you want to do second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter? We use quarterly goals in business, but we don't really take that same practice and put it into our lives personally. Over at Driven Woman, I found a little extra help on how to set goals if you don't know what you want. There is a dangerous illusion that only if you know exactly what you want, you can get it. More often than not, people who end up being successful in what they do or how they live their lives know what kind of life they want, but not exactly what they want. The second illusion is that even if you knew what you wanted, it's unlikely that you could get exactly that. Getting what you want may actually lead to a disappointment. We don't often know what's good for us until we let life's experiences shape us. Accepting that you can't always get what you want and that it may be good for you sets you off to a good start. This is not to suggest that drifting through life without any goals is a good idea. It's valuable to consciously plan ahead and set goals. Regular reviews of the way you want to live helps you make the most of the one life you have and to live it to the fullest. So here are five steps you can take immediately to plan your life, even if you don't know what you want. Still got that pen and paper? Okay, number one, list four focus areas in your life. Most of us do lists and goals for work, but not for our relationships or well-being. It's very easy to get carried away with work or a project and neglect other areas of your life completely. So in your list, you may have relationship with your husband or spouse, family like kids or living a family life, impact, how you could influence others at your work or in your community, and maybe balance to enjoy the journey. This could include everything from riding a horse to art or cooking with friends. What are four key areas in your life? What actions do you need to take to improve these areas? Number two, what kind of feelings and experiences do you want in your life? List what kind of feelings you would like to feel or experiences you would like to have in each of the four key areas. What activities give you a boost of self-esteem or make you feel energized? What kind of people do you want to work with or surround yourself with? When you don't know what you want, it's not fruitful to set goals based on achievement, but based on what kind of days you want to live. Here's a fun exercise. The perfect day. This is where you write down what happens in a course of one day from waking up to going to bed. You can cram as much as you would like and describe whatever is important to you. Number three, are you doing things that point you in a direction that excites you more? The author said, I interviewed Jody Ettenberg, 
who writes a fantastic travel and food blog called Legal Nomads. It's probably one of the most genuine and personality-filled blogs I've ever come across. She went from being a New York City-based commercial lawyer to traveling the world for eight years. I asked her how she ended up where she is now and how she initially coped with the uncertainty of leaving her big job. She told me she grasped what made her passionate, travel and food, and just ran with it. She doesn't think one should necessarily chase one ultimate goal, but to keep an open mind with each step and be aware of new opportunities that arise around you. Her advice was to weigh each option against how they are going to make you feel and if they excite you. It's a good idea to make a list of things that excite you and not just expect those moments to happen. This will equip you with becoming better in spotting the opportunities that might lead to more fulfilling directions in your life. List what is hot and what is cold. We used to play a game called It's Getting Hotter when we were kids. One would hide an object in a room and the others would have to find it based on tips such as hot, hotter, or cold. If you were in the cold area of the room, you would have to move to another part to try to discover if it would be a success. Staying in the cold would not bring results as your friends would move around and most certainly get the it's getting hotter call soon enough. Sometimes one ended up searching the whole room before succeeding. You can list areas in your life that are cold and the ones that are getting hotter or hot to help you set goals to find your way. Move away from cold and towards things that are getting hotter, but ultimately try to find the bullseye in hot. As long as you're getting closer, you're on the right track. List actions you can take today to start moving towards your bigger life. Think of small steps you can take immediately to start making the ideas, thoughts, and concept you've already heard a reality. Don't start from drastic moves such as moving to a different continent. Little steps can often give more information and you can further refine your goals as you make progress. Make sure you write down at least one immediately actionable step for each of your ideas. And remember, you will have to step outside of your comfort zone in order to start discovering what it is you want. Motivation trigger alert. Who has watched a Rocky movie? Okay, I think there's five or six. So if you haven't, get on board. Rocky movies just get you pumped up. They make you feel motivated, excited, ready to get out there. Why is that? How is that laid out for you so that gets you so excited? Well, you got the underdog, right? You're rooting for that underdog. You just want them to win. It's almost like you're with them running and you're pushing them and you're in the ring with them. And then you've got that musical build. You know, they've got the music that just swells when you're starting to get excited. You've got the lighting and the different camera angles. I mean, it just makes for such a wonderful, motivating story. Remember the top of the stairs in Philly? I mean, who wasn't jumping up and down with him? Who didn't leave the theater or the comfort of your own couch wanting to just rule the world? Well, mantras are there for you for a reason. They're meant to pop you up. Haha, <laughs> thanks Hans and Franz from SNL. But you get the point. 
It's there to give you that extra motivation when you're starting to fail. It's easy to do. We've got great intentions. We want this goal. We see ourselves going for it. But if you don't enlist the help of some tools, some coaching tools, it will fall by the wayside. You'll start talking yourself out of it. Well, tomorrow. Well, I missed today. So let me just get back on the horse tomorrow. So what can you do to enlist the aid of a coach for your training? Well, you can get a coach. You can definitely get a life coach, a motivational coach. You can get a training coach, like an exercise coach. Or you can consult things like self-help books, podcasts, get an accountability partner. Remember, that's that person that's going to be honest but kind. Someone that you can lay out your goals with, check in with, let them know what you've done, what you haven't done, where you feel weak, where you feel strong. And they should mirror that and come back with some really helpful feedback. You can also leave yourself notes and reminders, whatever works for you. Why don't you try a few things? And I say a few things because typically we try one thing, it doesn't work, so we scrap the whole project. Try it. If it fails, go back to the drawing board. Try another one. What works for you is not necessarily going to work for someone else. And when you do that check-in, check in with yourself for the long haul. Try to keep your eye on the horizon. Where do I want to go? If we get stuck too tactically in the ditch, just digging the ditch and never being strategic with our goals, then we could go all over the place unnecessarily. And remember, one more. It's that idea of just one more thing today. When you feel tired, what is one more thing that you could do towards your goal? One more. On Larry Weidel's website, Weidel on Winning, I found the pitfalls of no motivation, no goals, no dreams, equals an undeniable nothing. Having no motivation can feel debilitating. Day in and day out, you do the same things over and over again, and your routine becomes mundane. If you don't practice, you don't deserve to win. After a while, you realize you aren't making any real progress. You feel stuck. You feel bored. You feel guilty. Something is definitely off. Not only are you bored, you are boring to be around. You suck the life out of everyone you come into contact with. It's a stage we all go through from time to time, and it's not a great feeling. Sometimes you can hide that you don't have any motivation, at least from people you don't know that well or see that often. It may appear to your family and friends that you have your act together and things are going well, In fact, they may be a little jealous because they see you relaxing and seeming to coast through life. But the truth is, that's not the real story. While you may be grateful for all the good things you have going for you, deep down, you're unsatisfied and find yourself with no motivation. You have this feeling of not being fulfilled. Things just aren't exciting anymore, and you don't know why. So what's the problem? It comes down to the way our minds work. Rubik's Cube for problem solving. Humans are problem solvers and innovators. Our minds aren't designed to coast. Goals and dreams are what fuel us. 
When we have no motivation, we become restless. Decades of research supports the importance of goal setting. According to Eilat Fishback, author with the Harvard Business Review, salespeople who have goals or targets close more deals. People who set daily fitness goals are more likely to increase their daily fitness activity and get better results. Abstract ambitions, such as doing your best, are usually much less effective than something concrete, such as bringing in 10 new customers a month or walking 10,000 steps a day. You must be specific to be dynamic. This is not up for debate. If you intend to be productive while you're alive, you must have two things happening, 24-7, 365. You must keep pressing on always, no matter what happens or is happening. You must be clear about where you're headed and what your next step is towards the goal you want to make happen. There are many reasons we get discouraged and find ourselves with no motivation. It can happen at any age or stage of life. Some of those reasons are dwelling on the past. Past failures, disappointments, and losses can be really hard to deal with. But no matter how much we wish things could be different, the only chance we have to make things better for ourselves is to accept what happened and start moving forward from where we are with what we have. Rejection. No one likes rejection. Over time, we lose our desire to try in an effort to avoid it. Instead, we must see rejection as the opportunity to learn, adjust, and improve. Feeling overwhelmed. Many people struggle with this issue. Our to-do lists keep getting longer with no end in sight and we become paralyzed. To keep making progress, we must set boundaries, eliminate distractions, and focus on priorities. Procrastination. Have you ever noticed the longer you put something off, the harder it is to get it done? That's because inaction fuels procrastination and dissatisfaction comes from avoiding the work it takes, but still wanting the special rewards that big success brings. Take back control and get on top of things fast. Not taking care of yourself. It's important to take care of your own physical needs. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating well? Are you eating often enough? Make sure you're giving your body what it needs so that it can think and function properly. Fear of failure. There will always be risk involved when you're doing something big. Do some research, talk to others who have done it before and find out what you're up against. All of the answers are out there. You just have to look for them. Remember, the Bible says, seek and you will find. Without motivation, talent is useless. If you have no motivation, this is a problem you need to fix immediately. When you have no motivation, you're wasting your time and your talent and life is too short for that. You don't get those wasted days back. You could be incredibly talented, have the best contacts and have a ton of experience but they aren't going to do you any good if you aren't using them. All of these are like cooking ingredients sitting on the shelf in your own pantry. Until you get a recipe and make something with them, they're useless. 
When your life is out of focus, your internal engine is switched off, and that's no way to go through life. That's not living. That's wasting life. Motivation improves performance in all areas. We see it all the time in sports. The season starts. The team starts winning. They like the feeling. They start to believe more and more in each other, and with each victory, their dreams and expectations for the season expand. The result is they all start to take their jobs, their preparation, and their practices much more seriously. As their intensity and effort increase, their happiness does as well. Two professional football teams playing at peak performance. College football is a great example. During the season, between practices, classes, studying, and team meetings, there is not a minute to spare. The players are constantly on the run. But they don't mind because they're headed for a championship. Their performance peaks in spite of the fact that there doesn't seem to be enough time for anything. Inevitably, the season ends, regardless of whether they won or not. They head into the off season. From an outsider's point of view, you'd naturally assume their grades would go up because they have more time for class and studying. Their schedules have really cleared up, so they can focus on academics. So what is the result? Do their grades go up? No, just the opposite. Invariably, college football players' grades go down in the off season. It's hard to explain. Maybe they just need some time to recover. They certainly have less supervision forcing them to attend class and study. But one thing is for sure: their intensity and focus drops because the season is over. Without a goal. They're left with no motivation to devote time to their studies. People look everywhere for motivation: podcasts, books, blogs. That's why ten billion is spent every year on self-improvement alone. But external motivation doesn't last long. If you want to get motivated and stay motivated, you must make a plan and put it into action. Action generates motivation. The more you do, the more you want to do. It feels good to be in control of your own life and to accomplish the things you set out to do. To get started, you need to set a goal. Start by focusing on where you want to go, who you want to be, and what gets you excited. Then narrow down your choices for the first step in that direction. Clarify your priorities. What's really important to you? Getting out of debt and having financial freedom, so you never have to worry about paying bills again—is that it? Supporting your family and being able to take them on an exotic vacation, owning your own business so that you can have a flexible schedule and take off whenever you want. Next, evaluate your current path. Now that you've thought about your priorities, think about your current situation. Ask yourself, what's currently holding me back from what I really want? What areas do I need to improve on? Are there any big changes I need to make? Decide on a goal that excites you. Write down a few options you could get really excited about, and then circle the one that is most in line with your priorities and vision of the future. Jeff Boss, an author with Forbes, has outlined five reasons why setting goals will improve your focus. Goals trigger behavior. Goals guide your focus. They sustain momentum. They align your focus, and goal setting promotes self mastery.
He says, perhaps the most important reason why goals work is because they build character. Actually achieving goals builds character. Then do the first step. Pick something small and achievable that you can do now to get started. Take advantage of your energy and excitement and use it to propel yourself forward one step at a time. Make the decision and then go for it. This is exactly what Bill Arender, a leader at Primerica, did to get his life moving in the right direction. Like most of us, he grew up in a blue-collar family. They were fine, hardworking people who expected Bill to grow up and wind up working at the factory just like they did. But unfortunately, they had a TV. When young Bill saw people on television living lives far beyond what he saw in real life, a light bulb went off in his head. There was absolutely nothing wrong with the life he grew up in, but he was captivated by something more. There was a moment for him when he was growing up that he said, I don't want to live my life like this. He made that decision to go for more, and it gave him energy. It gave him a focus and motivation and resulted in him excelling in areas where he had floundered and failed before. That's the great thing about living in a free country. You can make those decisions about your life. You don't have to take the hand that you were dealt. It's time to start living. Many of us are afraid to set goals. We think that once we set a goal, that means we can't change it or we'll be quitters. Some of us have set goals in the past that we haven't reached. So now we say, why bother? To really start living, you've got to get over your goal-setting fears and hesitation. Even if you've set goals before and lost your motivation along the way, this will work if you do all the steps and follow through with action. Goal setting is just like anything in life. The more you do it, the better you get at it. Whenever you find yourself with no motivation, no goals, no excitement, say to yourself, this isn't going to work. What is it that I could get excited about right now? Without goals, there is no motivation. You drift, and drifting never leads to happiness or fulfillment, but moving towards an exciting goal can electrify your life. Figuring out what you want before setting goals for the new year is an essential step in creating meaningful and achievable objectives. Set aside dedicated time for self-reflection. Consider your values, interests, and passions. Review the past year and identify what brought you satisfaction, joy, or a sense of accomplishment. Still worried about putting a hard goal to paper? Consider starting with intentions. Intentions focus on how you want to feel or who you want to be, allowing for flexibility in the ways you achieve them. This is an alternative way to get started if the rigid SMART goal has you running for the door. Remember, Have fun and don't overthink it. Just get started. If you want to share Encouragementology with a friend who needs to know they're not alone in this journey of self-discovery, you can visit Encouragementology.com or anywhere you stream your content to receive this episode and all others. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for additional encouragement throughout the week. So I challenge you, remember, the process of figuring out what you want is ongoing. It's okay if your goals evolve over time. 
Be open to reassessing and adjusting your objectives as needed. Self-discovery is not one and done, but a journey. So settle in. I know you can do it. Thank you for listening to Encouragementology with Kendall Boyson, where we find positive ways to handle some of life's challenges. Someone through until the path was clear. That's when I found you. How I wound up here. All I needed was a rock that I could lean on. All you needed was something beneath your ways. We might be seeing things from different points of view.